Weep, O children of the dust, and trudge ever under the leer of the devil. Welcome back to the Shattered Cosmos. I'm Waffle, your GM, joined by... Daniel, playing Alabaster. Hey, all playing Michigan. I'm Zach, and I play Skip Wickham's. Matt, and I play Neric Shakespeare. What happened last time? We found some scrolls. Two of us almost fell to our deaths. But nobody did. Yep. It's in your thing. They did. One what of us that? almost fell to our second death. <laughs> God, don't but you didn't. One, guys. Found out Michigan uh, can, has to speak in haikus, or he literally passes out. Yeah, he's, a, he's cursed. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just a gimmick, it is a curse. So, well, did confirmed he that. Explain that to us, or. The sword. Did the sword explained that to us. It's kind of or... a cause and effect thing. Yeah, the sword kind of implied it. Yeah, um, it's not fun. Yeah. But uh, we made it to the bottom of the mechanical uh, uh, story, spells, spell scroll storage tube shaft uh, where all of the drones and everything are working on. Uh we managed to get a couple of these spell scrolls, which is how we know what they are and what they do. Well, back in the day, it probably wasn't spell scroll storage, but yes. That's what it is now? Yep. It counts. You know it's what? You're enough. absolutely right. No sense <clears throat> lingering in the past. Uh, yep. Yeah, because there's all these weird things called busynesses. Um, <laughs> and uh, Skip's not about it. Yeah. But uh, hey, they made some neat spells, so... <laughs> <laughs> sure, try that. I cast stonks at the fifth level. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's um, there's this other spell that summons coins that bite you. It doesn't seem very useful because like because sometimes it'll summon a whole bunch of them, but sometimes it only summons like half of a coin. So I find when I don't have a weapon what? that diamond hands uh, helps out a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, you just have to activate Determined Investor first, and that can be kind of tricky. <laughs> all right. You all find yourselves at the bottom of the central sorting core for this bureaucratic complex. Um, there are essentially two rooms uh, that lead off of the bottom of the core here. There is one directly behind you and one directly in front of you. The one in front of you has the sort of stringer chanting that is currently taking place. Are they, did we meet, did we hear about other stringers? Like, if we go down there and we talk to these folks, are they going to be friendly with us? Uh, from what yeah, you know so. from Tackery, this is all one clan. Okay. And they have standing orders to kill Tallskins on sight because they are okay. protecting the super ultimate treasure that is down at the bottom here. Yeah, and we need it. And back is? Uh, you don't know. It looks like a doorway. Like there's no... Uh, there's no noise coming from it, if that's what you mean. No, I mean, it's just a, a hole in the wall, or it's got... It looks no, like some... it's supposed to be here. Like it's a, a structured door frame with metal around the edges. There is a currently functional door that sits in that doorway, which is why you can't see to the other side. Like a sign, maybe? Uh, not one that you recognize or can read. What kind of bureaucracy is this? A shitty one, apparently. So, um... There's a reason well, all their numbers go keep the... going down. 
Do we want to go the way that's certain or the way that isn't? Probably the way that isn't first, right? Yeah, let's see what's up. You okay. know, before we do the thing we know, let's yeah. uh let's do the You know what? Let's make about. sure that the gabba gabba boo uh is not over here. He's like he's like cringing in the distance or like he's cringing like uh Look, his eyes just twitching somewhere. He hears Gabada and Dabaga in like the same breath, and he's like, oh god, they can't be one. Look, I I know that it's really just the backwards or forwards version of whatever the wisdom dog in the plane was saying from that ancient meme. I'm just I'm not paying enough attention to do it right. Yeah. Oh no, I was just kidding. Uh, so the the easy way to remember it is Dabaga for death. <laughs> Gabada for great. <laughs> great. We love him. Sure. For Terrific. grill. Makes a mean hamburger. <laughs> you don't know what beef is. <laughs> really? Yeah, there's there's no such thing as cows. Yeah, but uh, like... uh, so Lord's bile does not fry up very well. If that's your follow-up question, no, no, no. <laughs> I was thinking there's got to be a book somewhere that oh. speaks of the, you know, some history of the world pre-breach. Oh yeah, no. There's um, there are legends that linger on of something called a burger, but nobody <laughs> has any idea what it was constructed Ham's, from. Ham's burger. Ham's burger. Who was burger of ham? What is his burger? <laughs> uh, they think it was likely some kind of weapon used to kill hams. Activated with a spatula. <laughs> placed upon a <laughs> And uh, something in something called a boon was involved, but um, it's been lost to time, unfortunately. And the almighty pickle. You'll so... never know the sweet tang of the Baconator. Not sponsored. <laughs> never actually had a Baconator. I don't um, think I have either. So... Okay. Well, yeah. I, I'll... History is not important right now. Let's, How do you want to cook this go, fish? <laughs> let's go backwards. Okay. Yeah. Are you just kicking in the door here? Or what's the... I mean, the not literally, but... Just... Is there a panel or something that I need to interact with? No, it, it looks like it's just a regular door with a handle. I'll put my ear at the door. Okay. Um, you you don't hear any like you don't hear voices, but you do hear an odd like gentle metallic jangling. Huh. Like loops, metal loops jangling. Yeah, like a little bit like chime more jangling? like wind chime jangling almost. Okay. Weird. Like a, uh, wind chimes made out of trash. Number one. Well, no, we've been we've been spotted. <laughs> uh, number one salutes. Uh, front and center. March. Uh, open this door and proceed. Okay. Uh, number one opens the handle of the door and steps into the room. And is immediately lacerated with broken glass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, what happens here is, um, as number one steps into the room, the there is a distinctive twang of like a bowstring taut line being tripped, and 
elsewhere in the room a dull whomp, and then a a couple like double fistfuls of broken glass just scatter across the entrance of the doorway and uh just cut the crap out of him. If you yeah, were fine, right? if you were a human being, this would probably be pretty distinctly painful, but uh number one is wearing a full face mask that shields the more vulnerable parts, and the rest of them is just already basically twisted dried jerky, so they're fine. That's lucky. Cool. Yeah. So do we do we notice any other bowstring or crude traps? Uh not not immediately at the doorway here. Maybe of interest is the fact that this attack appeared to mostly target the like chest and up. Uh, oh. Basically, it, the taller you are, the more likely this attack is to hit you, it seems like. Mm. Mm. So... How tall is number one? Uh, like a normal human. Maybe a little taller. Okay. Sneak low? Should... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sneak yeah. low, and should he also continue... Maybe before we go inside, any like at all, just in case. Yeah. Um, Party number one is just standing there with broken glass lodged in their chest, waiting. Number one, you're doing a great job, buddy. <laughs> um, how about how about you do this for me? Um, get down on your hands and your knees. Can you do that? Yeah. Uh, your your muscles one break dances. are they still intact? Oh yeah, get down. Get down. Oh uh, no. It, oh, I didn't know he could do this. <laughs> I, Fuck. Number one gets down into like a push-up position. Okay. Uh, crawl forward, please. And uh, crawls into the room. No further trap <laughs> trigger. I imagine he's like a crab. <laughs> uh, I like to imagine we're all crabs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The noise okay. of a so skeleton he, so... crawling is probably kind of unsettling. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's an unpleasant image. Like an action figure, his legs just kind of like rotate on <laughs> three sixty degrees uh, on like a little. Oh. I mean, it, it's a I, ball and socket. I think it's a ball and socket. Worse. Yes, but you've never actually <laughs> seen the, the yeah, ball and worse. socket just going. Well, I no. Think that, like, what would be worse is whenever number one is given orders their movements go from like stiff marching puppet to like the fluid cat-like motions of a practiced killer like they they slink along the floor ready to knife whatever is in their path and it then, becomes like a creature and then yeah. as soon as the order is finished it goes back to this wooden puppet uh. <laughs> I, I prefer like he's a puppy, and then he's um, <laughs> a he's a he's a trained hunting yeah. dog. You you tap back into the soldier that once was. Um, but number one crawls into the room and uh, suffers no further laceration or explosion or other uh, penalties. <laughs> I, uh, I command him to slither back. Okay, he. He approaches you crawling on all fours with frightening speed. <laughs> I'm all about this. Uh, all a, right. A, a faceless metal mask, your own expression reflected briefly in the light. 
Okay, you you can stand up now. Just follow us. Stands and salutes. Okay. So, uh, as you sort of crowd close and keep your heads low and peek into this room, it looks like at one point in time, this might have been a breaker room or some kind of electrical substation. Not that you know what that is, but... Uh, There are large, silent blocks of machinery occupying most of this room. It looks, though, like the uh, stringers have turned it into their barracks. So there are a number of hammocks here and there and other, like, the... The key thing that you see, the most interesting or notable thing, is that uh, you gain a little bit of insight into perhaps why they are called stringers. Um, Specifically, strung throughout this room are dozens of like thin lines and cords that have been hammered into the wall or looped around posts, and it creates a sort of interlocked, crisscrossing web of strings that have been wound around one another the universe yeah and Mm. uh, a lot of these strings they'll be like hammocks strung between them or they'll be you know clothes hanging from them like a clothesline or elsewhere somebody has set up like a little wind chime dream catcher you know good luck charm that is hanging from them and it's uh it's not done in a way that speaks to like chaos or haphazardness it is placed very very deliberately and it's hard to point to any particular spot in the complex that really proves that but you just get a sense of that the stringers do not string willy-nilly um and nor do they make dream catchers out of another type of feather i, I do i do really like that they is Bird people have dream catchers. <laughs> We're also like a very spiritual people. Yeah, uh, they do seem to have some kind of ritualized or extended worship in here. And it's particularly interesting when you step into the very center of this room, or crawl as it were, um, there's a very brief moment for whoever's in the lead where you find your head at head height for a stringer and... Uh, a frightening sudden uh, cohesion of all these strings and they all line up with eerie precision as long as you are exactly in the middle of this room and then you you move slightly to the side and they all shift back out of focus and whatever elaborate effigy they have created here uh, is no longer perceptible huh Mm. But um, hammocks, piles of refuse, there is a small hole that is broken in one wall, and judging by the gentle draft coming up from it, it likely leads into that big trash pit. The like a college one. dorm room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here and there you can see backpacks and other miscellaneous junk that they have collected and sifted out into piles. Um, for the most part, it looks like this is sort of a temporary situation, like uh, hammocks and bedrolls. You don't see any you know, freestanding furniture or anything like that. No, like chests. No, 
or okay nothing um, to store sacks, stuff in but no just... nothing that okay. would not be easy to bring with you right uh, like if you suspect that if they needed to leave they could probably take this whole room down and pack it up in three or four backpacks in like half an hour okay currently nobody there... in here but is this a dead end uh yes it so there's a hole in the wall, and peeking through it, it looks to lead into like the Ooh, same bottomless trash. pit that you saw up above. Yeah. So, uh, likely, it's very likely that their duties require them to attend whatever is happening on the other side of the core here, where you can hear all the chanting and shouting. Yeah, I, I, I go over closer to that and kind of try to like listen in. Yeah. To the... We want um, to bring a trap for them, eventually. Say again. Spring a trap for them eventually, but yeah, yeah let's perhaps let's see let's see if we can get a better yeah, yeah. idea of just what's even going on. Uh huh. So you creep up towards the other doorway here, and this one's much more well lit. There are a number of torches that have been stuck into gaps in the wall, or they've been set up as sort of freestanding lamps, and the room that you carefully peek your way into as you listen looks to be quite a bit larger than the Stringer Barracks. And you can hear, now that you're close enough, the sort of rough translation of this chant. They are they're engaged in some kind of uh, religious ritual or chant. There's a kind of call and response thing that happens. Um, there is a a powerful, sturdy voice that you know, declares to them, you are stringers, and then they will respond back, we are the ones who weave the strings, and uh, you know, we set right the universe, we weave the fabric of reality, and so on and so forth. For uh, You're not sure of the exact purpose or whether there's actual like spellcraft associated with this, but um, eventually you do hear the chanting sort of taper off into a general rousing cheer. And um, the powerful voice that was leading this ritual or this chant uh, booming out over the, what must be a, a small crowd of stringers down there, judging by the number of voices, uh, announces, Stand tall and proud before the head chief! We have vanquished the prey, and now we will claim what is ours. And there is a, a general... Stringers don't applaud, but they do this sort of like tippy-tappy motion with their feet that makes the sound <laughs> of like hundreds of talon tips clicking across the stone floor, and it, it sort of approximates uh, applause. Okay. As you look into and this... I, room, and I, I, I whisper back, the head chief's in there. Yes. Uh, and that is what you are able to discern. So this room, just taking a really quick peek and then ducking back behind the wall, you can see that it's laid out in a rough U-shape. Um, there's sort of raised walkways on either side and then a central staircase that descends down quite grandly into the center of this room. And some kind of large, twisted bronze octopus that hangs in the center of it. And beyond this twisted metal object, there is another doorway at the back of this room. 
and a very obvious shimmering barrier of energy that is currently blocking it. And you can see scattered around the bottom of this barrier, there are uh, twisted bars of metal that have melted and warped, and there <laughs> are broken pickaxes and broken swords. And even as you are watching, uh, there is a stringer standing there whose apparent sole duty is to pick up the nearest intact implement and hammer on this door until the implement comes away, you know, white hot and smoldering and then drop it and find another one and start pounding on this barrier again, uh, seemingly to no avail. That's weird. Um, They've created a sort of stage or, you know, a, a spot where they can give speeches from off to the right side of the room. There's like a raised pedestal. How- how far how far are we from from that from the stage or whatever uh about 70 feet uh, it's a pretty okay. big room there are right. just at your current count about 10 stringers total that you can see including uh one that stands about a full head taller than the rest of them like a this stringer has clearly been eating his wheaties cuz he is bulked out and okay. um slung across his back as one would carry like you know a buster sword is a long sword with a very ornate handle and an onyx gem in the pommel (laughs) who's been cultivating mass all right guys huddle up i say we send the number i say we send number one out there and he does what he did to me and shoot that guy Oh. Okay. I say okay. we assassinate right. the. Assassinate oh, the president! <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> my God! The president of the. Well, we know, it. the we, stringers. We, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we know. We know it scares them. So yeah. I mean, especially yeah. if we take out the chief with a gun. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm in. Well, I'm on it. Zombie it. Lee Harvey Oswald salutes. Yeah. And uh, begins <laughs> preparing his rifle. <laughs> <laughs> all right franz ferdinand you're up <laughs> so um as the uh the assassin who would kill the head chief is you know sidling into the room and takes this lord blessed rifle and lines up the sights um skip skip you need to get ready on the grassy knoll as like a second <laughs> oh my all god right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've got my uh, my short bow and, and arrows ready. The stringer's going to be like, they say the head chief was killed by a bullet, but what was this arrow doing in his sternum? <laughs> <laughs> what aren't they telling you? <laughs> um, and it turns out a moment later that the bulked out guy with the sword is actually not the head chief. And you can see oh. um, from a doorway uh, elsewhere in this room, uh, looks like it might be a smaller side office or something. Uh, the the door opens and a a stringer stooped with age, with gray feathers, uh, you know, speckling at the edge of their face, uh, hobbles down the small gantry that has been set up here to the pedestal, and um, there is a brief and uneasy silence that fills the room, and um, whenever they move there is a familiar soft jingling noise. And you can see that the staff that they are wielding uh, almost 
you know, twice their height in total size. The top of it is covered in small silvery bells. And lurking in the wake of the head chief Warkban, you see uh, swimming through the air, almost shark-like in its appearance, the good half. Uh, Gabada is simply put the chunks of Dabaga that were left behind. Um, there is a floating jaw and random tufts of fur and a single clawed forelimb that sort of pads and slithers its way along behind the head chief, uh, circling back and forth as though a, a great beast pacing. Oh, I'm not feeling this anymore. <laughs> oh, shit. That's the only... That's all? It's just like a... It's one forepaw? Yeah, it's like one forepaw. It's the lower oh. jaw. It's an ear. It's part of the tail. Like, it's... Everywhere that okay. there was a hole in Dabaga is yeah. a complete part on Gabada. I just thought that it would be, like, 50%. No. It's, uh... Okay. If you had to give a, like, a volumetric estimate, this is, like, like one-third. 10 to 90? Oh, okay. Yeah. 30 to 70. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, like, 30 70. There's there's bulk here, but there's not, like... See, the problem is you're not sure if, like, it still has the full use of its jaw, because Dabaga did. Even though there were parts missing, those parts were still um, able to eviscerate a stringer. So... True. Um, it, it's it's unclear, and you can watch the head chief uh, jangle and sweep this staff back and forth, and uh, Gabada seems fixated on it, and uh, you know, <laughs> jangles and points at a spot, and the half-unseen beast pads over and sits. It's really hard to tell when you can only see a third of it. And as this is happening, something else you notice in the room while crouched behind these pillars and observing is uh, heads. Not like severed human ones, but these stringers have gathered up all the heads from probably the entire complex. And anywhere there was a bust or a statue or even like a painting on the wall, they have hacked off or carved out the head. And they have made a big pile of heads in the middle of this room. <laughs> <laughs> Okay then. And really starting to love stringers. <laughs> and as uh, as you are you bewildered a, by this, got a weird to thing out. like, huh? <laughs> they have a weird. They just have weird, you know, things. Yeah, they're about, weird. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, as this is happening, the chief makes like a a strange sort of shuddering, twitching motion and. Uh, murmurs something and the the bodyguard or whatever the large stringer whatever their standing might be in the society uh, sort of steps closer briefly and places a hand on their shoulder for support and the the chief um sort of gnaws and pecks at their shoulder and like rips out a couple of their own feathers and paces in a small circle and says in my head in my head in my head and the the tall one uh, grips his shoulder tighter and says, "Yes, head chief, we have brought you the heads as you requested. See, we have brought many. Bask in their greatness. All hail the head chief!" And uh, the the stringers okay. all pick up their <laughs> their chosen heads and they they okay. hold them overhead and cheer. Okay, and... I, I whispered. Everyone's like, "All right, I get what Tackery was saying now. The head chief's <laughs> cuckoo for cocoa puffs." <laughs> 
He's, he's, he's what awesome. are those? Not sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then what a like a short moment later, the head chief stops, freezes up, like come perfect, perfectly straight backed and rigid, and then says, "No, no, get out of my head! Stop saying!" And the um, the warrior at their side seems taken aback by this and steps away for a moment and then uh, composes himself and turns to the rest and says you heard the head chief remove the heads get them out of here dispose of them in the great hole and uh the there a, a small but persistent grumble arises in the rest of the stringers as they begin to pick up these in some cases very heavy stone heads <laughs> and uh, they form a sort of procession to take them as best you can assume directly to the barracks to throw them into the bottomless pit yeah, uh, so they will come marching in your direction here very soon okay okay and then okay, they're the... coming to us with the stones we we gotta we gotta make a choice here i say we sh we use the gun on the big guy and um skip shoots the head chief because he's nuts <laughs> And okay. uh, as this is happening and as you're all, um, so there are like pillars around the outside of this room on this raised level. So you could conceivably like hide while the stringers pass if you wanted to. Um, however, How are the there? head chief begins to turn and hobble his way back up towards the room that he came from. Uh, so you have only a little oh. bit of time to enact your daring plan. What if we let them pass and then target the head chief by himself? We have anywhere to hide? I mean, yeah, we just we climb up out of the way and let them pass. You could probably find a hiding spot, yeah. There's, like, if you imagine this room as a sort of long rectangle with um, almost like raised platforms that run along either edge... Up in those platforms, you would be obscured by these very tall stone pillars. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So you huddle back there and wait for... It probably takes about 15 minutes for the stringers to gather up their stack of paper heads and squabble back and forth over who has to carry the giant marble head mm -hmm. of who is probably like the CEO or the founder. And uh, they... They have some variant of rock, paper, scissors that you're not entirely familiar with, but it seems to run on like uh, concepts of universal balance instead of physical objects. <laughs> uh, the, the three words that they use, uh, it's actually four. You don't quite know how that matrix interlocks or how they prevent ties, but uh, whatever four words they use don't exactly map into the human language, but have something to do with the way knots are tied, but like a metaphorical one. Anyways, after one of them loses at string of rock, paper, scissors, uh, eventually it is decided who will carry the bust. They all gather together as many of the heads as they can carry in one trip, and they go trudging up the stairs. Uh, some of them sighing, some of them grumbling, a few others with concerned looks back towards the head chief, who is uh, twitching and fidgeting and biting at his own feathers. Ooh. And a short while later, you can hear the stringers uh, moving out towards the barracks, and you can hear the door swing wide, and uh, you have a, 
a short while before they either notice that the glass trap has been sprung or yep. return to get the rest of the heads. Well, let's get to it then. Let's take out what's left. Okay. The um, uh, So there are the three stringers still in this room. There is the particularly bulky one uh, who is walking down to the barrier. There is another one at the barrier who is still very diligently hitting it with a brick. Um, and then there's the head chief who is uh, at the door to his office, study, temple. It's unclear. All right. Okay. I'll be ready to hit the uh, big guy if um, the gun doesn't kill him. So. <laughs> okay. And I'll... Uh, I'll get ready to take a shot at the head chief. Okay. And I have a way of um, disarming the this stringer champion um, if he doesn't if he doesn't die and it it, it gets uh, it gets to be he's too threatening with that sword. Mm-hmm. Minnesota okay. asks, um, "Is it a hit job or a head job that we're going to do on this guy?" Uh, <laughs> it's an odd job. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, is everyone ready? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's okay. do this. You take up positions. Um, I grab a top hat. <laughs> your zombie sniper uh, sidles into position, uh, deathly silent with the smooth, practiced motions of a career killer. He's a and, dead eye. And li- God damn it. I was trying no. to come, I was trying to do a pun, no. but that's really good. I can't beat that. <laughs> Well done. He lines up the shot on the 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 warrior, yes, like the big one. Yeah. Uh okay. yeah, actually, I mean the chieftain's in control of Gabada. True. Is that Yeah, do but we want to take should, him out? All first? he should take is an arrow though. And we only have right. one shot with the gun cuz it takes like 10 turns to Yes, it okay. takes forever to right. reload. Yeah, so th- we Kill. it is yeah. Kill Bigman. Okay. Uh, the zombie lines up the shot, and there is a deafening boom as this firearm goes off uh, right next to your ear. Uh, it's probably fine. <laughs> uh, no, and drums. the long hurlant, uh, ooh, does a a nice little chunk of damage. Uh. There is a sudden spray of blood out of the side of this creature that splatters against the barrier and then sizzles and vaporizes. And uh, he stumbles forward with a brief look of shock and then uh, whirls around and uh, one hand clutching at his side, the other uh, pulls this blade off of his back and then uh, sweeps it into a defensive stance in front of himself. And uh, he shouts, Head Chief Warkban, we are under attack! Uh, can I have everybody please roll initiative? And Skip, you also get to make your ready to attack. Okay. I will do the attack first. Then. Uh, oh, uh, uh, that is a 14. Okay. Uh, 14 will hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, reminder to everybody. Uh, initiative in this system is 1d8 plus your dex mod. 
Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, no. <laughs> For those in the audience, I rolled a net twenty. Oh no! Now it's a five. <laughs> uh, I got six damage on my bow. Okay, nice. Um, the head chief um, staggers briefly. Uh, the arrow in their shoulder—they they seem more perplexed than like specifically harmed. And as mm. they um, as they turn from side to side to look around for you, uh, you can see quite oddly one side of their head is shaved. Oh. Uh, you, you have not seen that on any of the other stringers, but uh, like one patch of their head is like completely bald. And they uh, they are Emulating still alive and they uh, sort of hobble and shuffle their way down the uh, the gantry here that has been built leading to their little temple and start jangling their staff wildly and uh, screeching. Uh, I got a five for Alabaster and a six for Skip. Narek, what's your initiative? Oh, eight. Thank you. Okay. Um, in that case, the top of the order starts with uh, Narek. You are crouched up here in the eaves, sword at the ready. Yeah, I go lunging at the big guy with my own sword and just take a big, you know, sweeping okay. swipe at him. So. Nice. Uh, yeah, so you just hop down directly out of the your hiding place and go running up at him. There's a sudden squawk of confusion at where all these damn tall skins are appearing from. And uh, you make your attack. Go ahead. Uh, Total 16. Yeah, that'll hit. Fantastic. He's wearing armor, but it is not enough to beat 16. That is a total of... Um, total of 11 Holy crap. damage. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, I've got a Damn. plus two attack bonus strength, and then Damn. I get it as a D8. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you land a fearsome blow. You chop directly into his uh, like upper arm and leave it bloodied and mangled. And uh, he takes a staggering step back, uh, stunned by the ferocity of such an attack. Skip, you are up. Awesome. Uh, I'm just going to... The head chief fell back, right? He's not in view? He's uh, he's not completely hidden out of view. He's sort of standing up on the speech pedestal, jangling his staff around and shouting at uh, Gabada, who is slowly rousing from a midday nap. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to shoot shoot him again then. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, that is only a four. Mm, not going to do it, unfortunately. 
yeah. arrow that skips off the stones nearby and leaves the head chief flinching but unharmed. Meet you again. I transform my instrument into a sword and I uh, rush the nearest enemy. Okay. So there are there's two stringers down at the base of the shimmering barrier. Uh, the big one with the sword and the smaller one that is currently just carrying a brick. Uh, do you have a preference in target? Uh, the one with the sword. Okay. Yeah, you go running in. Uh, go ahead and make your attack. Remind me when I add to this. If I, I have stab, so I can add... Yeah, so d20 plus uh, strength or dex mod plus your stab skill. Total of seven. <laughs> <laughs> so as you, um, as you move in to make this attack, the ferocity of Narek's attack has left a pretty significant opening, and you're you're certain this stab is going to land, and you're just going to run him through. And suddenly, the onyx-pommeled blade in their hand uh, twitches and intercepts yours with frightening speed, and there is a beautiful ringing clang as these two weapons meet, and the whole room, uh, for a moment, fills with the sound of steel ringing on steel. Yeah. Michigan takes a step back, uh, put, has a smirk on his face, does a quarter bow, and then takes a, a ready stance. Nice. Um, what happens next may surprise you. Uh, you won't believe, number four. The, the head chief's bodyguard uh, undergoes the same transformation that you do when you are summoning uh, Minnesota. Uh-oh. The, uh, the sword that is in their hand uh, blooms with an infinite darkness that shimmers along the blade into pure cosmic radiance. And you can see uh, the shadow cast on the floor by this sudden show of lights uh, sprouts vast and dark wings. And uh, you hear a voice booming from this sword as countless malevolent eyes peer out from within the depthless cosmic blade and it says minnesota we meet again still puttering around with your feeble little order and your delightful rubes i see i sure hope this one lasts longer than the others and well, 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 I wasn't expecting to meet a baron of butter this close to the abyss. <laughs> and uh, as the stringer takes up a uh, practiced fighting stance, the onyx pommel tipping this blade blooms with a dark red glow. And you recognize this blade as the cursed sword Misery. Oh, no. That's not good. Paul, it's like one of Paula Deen's favorites. <laughs> it's it's very what? not good. Um, the the blade misery and its wielder move into a sweeping, cleaving strike against you and Narek. Oh, sweet Jesus! Uh, that is going to be an eighteen versus AC on the both of you. That's, that's uh, that, that'll do it. <laughs> that will do it. Uh, so that is only going to be uh, five damage. 
Well, thank God. Only five. Yeah. One shot at it. Only five. Uh, <laughs> as uh, this blade cleaves through and blood splatters the stones, uh, misery begins cackling wildly. And uh, then it is the head chief. Uh, they jingle and jangle their staff, and their shrieking grows louder, uh, shouting and demanding that Gabada smite any who would stand in the way, and then the voices will stop! Praise be to the strings of the universe! And uh, this, this one-third of a beast goes prowling forward, and then, uh, with cat-like grace, leaps up onto the platform that Skip is currently occupying. Oh. Oh, indeed. And it's going to take a swipe at you. Uh, however, it rolls a four. So you manage to... You manage to dip out of the way as the first swipe uh, digs into the rocky pillar next to you, and then a second set of unseen claw marks drags across the floor at your feet and uh, answers your question pretty readily about whether or not the rest of Gabata is actually there or not. It would. It seems okay. like uh, the two of them have a sort of uh, timeshare situation set up for corporeality. <laughs> and right, uh, elsewhere, you can hear, of course, the sound of ten other stringers who have been alerted by the boom of gunfire to what is about to unfold. Um, and then it is number one's turn, Alabaster. What would you like your stalwart soldier companion to do? Uh, I command him to ready um, ready his knife. Yep, he's got a knife. Yep, and I wish he had like a saber or something. That would be cool. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I yell up, have him hold the rest of them off. And go flank the champion. Okay. Oh, oh, hold the rest of them off. Um, just in case, you know, like, if, if, you know, our our back is about to be swarmed okay. if a we fair can't point. finish this. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, hold, hold the rear. The the creature that you have ensorcelled back to cursed taboo life. Uh, grabs their dagger, flips it around in their hand to a you know a cooler stance in one fluid motion, and then drops low and sprints off to the doorway, uh, weaving back and forth to avoid imagined gunfire. And uh, you can hear a, a squeal of panic arise from the main core room as uh, ten stringers are confronted with a faceless zombie. <laughs> Alabaster sheds a tear and wipes it from his <laughs> cheek. And uh, that brings us to the other stringer with the brick. Um, good old Bricky. <laughs> and good old Bricky is just going to swing it like a club directly at the head of Narek, who has so rudely imperiled his boss. Uh, and rolls a nat 20. Oh, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> uh, you, you take four damage as a brick just clubs you in the jaw. <laughs> and uh, the, the stringer 
seems just as surprised as everyone else that it actually managed to strike such a blow and uh, looks around for a moment, shocked. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and then we are at the top of the order with Narek. Wait, I didn't. Or, oh, I didn't go. Oh, did you? Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. Uh, it is Alabaster then. Okay. Um. So that sword's pretty intimidating. <laughs> but then, so is Gabada. Yes. Um. <laughs> I feel like if I get crit, I'll just die. But perhaps we don't really have the luxury of worrying about that. So I'm going to draw my knife and um, I'm going to go after the champion. Okay, just just going for it. Yeah, I'm going to flank him. Okay, yeah, you, you jump down in there. You run on up. The dark blade misery chuckles as you approach and says yes more chaff for the grinder and i'm gonna try and stab him okay go ahead and uh, roll me an attack um what is my stab zero oh uh 14 uh 14 will not hit unfortunately f and uh the f shock of the dagger chat. is 15 so uh that does not deal any shock damage either darn yep uh they uh essentially the knife just catches in the thick layered garb of this champion and uh they bat your attack away with a a, a frenzied snort of breath and a glare and uh, now we're at the top of the order. Nerik. So, I know he's big for a stringer, but is he bigger than me? No, 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 no. He's like a he's like half a head shorter than you. How he, close is he has, is he to that force field? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say he is probably about 10 feet away from the force field right now. Uh, a particularly good shove could maybe do it. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Go ahead and make me a strength exert opposed by the Stringer Champion. Uh, so that's 2d6 plus exert plus strength. All right. Ooh, he rolled bad. It's a total of 11. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You are able to throw your shoulder against this creature and slam them back into the force field and the the smell of burning feathers uh, the awful scent of it is only worsened by the inhuman otherworldly shriek of this creature as they writhe against your grip and flail wildly with their sword uh they are not pleased to have been inundated in that frightful energy as you're close enough to the field here you can sort of peek through and see that uh on the other side there appears to be a small 
device that has been set up on a tripod that is projecting this field. And further back past that, you can see a slumped over body uh, that is clutching a backpack tight against their chest. Interesting. Is he like dead or is he still like looks, holding on? Looks pretty dead. Uh, there are many arrows in this body. Okay. Like, uh, like they've got five arrows protruding from them. So probably not. What, uh, what about this champion guy? Is he still just like taking it or? He's uh, like blood seeping from his beak and eyes bloodshot. And uh, there is still a, a spark of malevolence in those eyes and a willingness to undo all that you are uh skip it is your turn you are menaced by gabada oh boy uh i am going to hop away okay uh down from the perch here and see if i can get another shot um so uh hopping away will invoke uh, an opportunity attack unless you use your action to disengage are you willing to risk that uh yeah i'm willing to risk that that's fine uh what is your ac ac is 12 okay you just barely managed to duck and weave your way around this swarm of half-seen claws and vault off the balcony here and you land down amid the the chaos of this small room weaving around these long brass tubes that extend from the ceiling to line up a shot all right uh that shot is going to be a 13. Okay, yeah, 13 will hit. You sink another arrow into the chief. How much damage? Uh, that's going to be... Uh, just three. Okay. Uh, another arrow sprouts from their person, and they take a staggering step back with a small squawk of shock. Um, hey, uh, anybody know how to uh, deal with half corporeal monsters? I'm uh, <laughs> I'm not really equipped for that. Um, probably the staff. If we can get the staff, we might get it under control. Well, all right, that's a plan. Let's go for it. That's a it's a plan. If ever there was one, Alabaster, it is your turn. Yeah, I'm thinking. Um, so well, I was I was anticipating getting attacked, but. Um, am I the only one engaged with the champion right now? So uh, the champion was previously engaged with you, Narek, and Michigan, but Narek has pushed them 10 feet away directly into the blazing force field. So, Oh, that was the champion. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so well, standing is kind of close to you is the one with the brick and, uh, the champion is looking pretty banged up, but, um, you do only have a dagger, so it's it's tough. Yeah, to I don't think I'm really gonna help. So I'm gonna I'm gonna attack the string with a brick. Okay. How is uh how is number one faring? Uh, you're not in like direct line of sight, so it's hard to tell. But uh, you do hear the occasional squeal and clash of blades and dull scuffling thump behind you. So are uh, so they're. Are they all? Are any of them within fifty feet? Uh, the like the stringers outside in the core. Outside the room, yeah. 
Uh, I would say a couple of them are, yeah. Okay. Just, just curious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm gonna roll an attack on the sure the brick brick. Oh, well, that's a six. No. Yes. You you sweep wide, and they they dance back, uh, squawking and jabbering at you in a tone that's probably taunting. Uh, Narek is a little busy right now to fully translate, but you get the gist. And I chuckle and say, I don't know the meaning of the word. <laughs> and and my turn. All right. Uh, meet you again. Uh, am I in melee range of all three of them? Uh, you, uh, of of the three being Bricky, Lacoon, Yeah, Chief. Bricky, Sorty. Yeah. Well, uh, the champion too. You could be in, you could be adjacent to Bricky and the champion, but the chief is about 15 feet away on a pedestal. Okay, so I'm going to move in between Bricky and the champion. Okay. And Michigan's going to say, The mistress you serve, the butter she wields, powerless. Flee while you still can. And I activate Whirlwind Assault. Ooh. Which, um, on my turn, I can apply my shock damage to all foes within melee range, assuming they're susceptible to the shock. Okay. Which is two damage for a short sword. Short yeah. sword. Uh, what is the shock value on a short sword 15 so uh that will hit bricky and uh they you know stagger back as for a very brief instant uh minnesota becomes a, a impossible to watch whirlwind of strikes in all directions too many to possibly defend against and uh the champion is also lacerated by this assault and then I go to sheath Minnesota in a sheath I don't have on my side yet. <laughs> Misery uh, scoffs and says, trickery and parlor trinkets. Nothing compared to the true power that I wield. You shall see. And then it is the champion's turn. Um, and they attempt to... Run Narek through with a cursed blade. Oh, no. They rolled a two. Thank Jesus. Uh, so that I, is... I don't know if the like, thing applied where I'd insta-die, but <laughs> we're close. Uh, your your so. fragile condition was cleansed by Skip last time. Oh, so okay, well, you good. still got a little bit of life left in you. but Okay. Uh, what is your AC? Uh, 15. Oh, for okay. shock. Okay. Uh, yeah, you you not only managed to avoid this plunging stroke that would have taken your heart, but uh, your armor allows you Actually, to... wait. Sorry. I don't know if it matters. 14 can... So I don't have my shield. Right oh, now. okay. Uh, no, 14 is so. still fine. Uh, okay. Longsword is uh, AC 13, yeah. so yeah. You're, you're gotcha. good. Um, yeah, you managed to just twist out of the way of this frighteningly fast attack and then uh, misery hisses in frustration and says, useless! All of these hosts, useless! Uh, the chief jangles and jingles the bells again and uh, Gabita moves in for another attack on Skip. You You feel the dull thump of something very large jumping down from the platform after you and uh, 
the lunging snap of teeth. And that'll hit. Excellent. Great. Fantastic. Seven damage. Woof. Okay. Unseen fangs puncture into your body and uh, it rips out a a tuft of your fur while uh, attempting to gnash its way to the delicious innards. So much for that thing being on our side. (laughs) (laughs) It's the good half. The half that likes bells. Yeah. Can't get enough of them. It's like a. It's basically a kitten. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, this thing just sliced me in half. Oh, he's playing. Can, <laughs> oh can, god. Uh, never mind. I'll ask it. I'll ask later. Okay. Uh, number one takes their turn. Uh, they are a frightful combatant. Honestly, just absolutely terrifying to behold. Uh, it's a very cool fight. It's very well animated, but you can't see any of it. So you just have to <laughs> take my word for it. Um, and then Bricky is up, and Bricky goes straight for Alabaster's head. Bricky! Um, chokes up a little bit on the brick like they're holding a baseball bat for some reason, and then brings it down on a overhanded, two-handed slam directly at your forehead. And rolls a four. So you... Uh, you just sort of like you step forward and they just kind of bump up against you and then stumble back and the second swipe misses completely. I'm assuming that there's no like shock. No, a bricks do not have a shock brick damage swung at you. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you are able to avoid. I see being... we are evenly unmatched. <laughs> I say to the bricky. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. It's big as mine. <laughs> Uh, that brings us back around to Narek, I think. Yeah, so I'm just going to basically, like, as I have him grappled and pushing him in, just try to, like, kick him in all the way. Okay. Give him the like, chair! Vaporize yeah. the rest of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead and uh, give me another exert here. Yeah. Oh my god. This champion sucks at exert rolls. <laughs> that that's an eight yeah um you uh they've managed to push away from the burning aura of the field just a little bit and you you reassert your grip and then you plant your feet and you shove and the next time they hit this field the the burning smell goes from the acrid sting of feathers to the the rich unpleasant aroma of stringer flesh and then the sizzling tang of bone and uh this the cursed blade misery drops from the limp nerveless hand of this uh champion as they are half dissolved by this force field and uh go limp the blade clatters to the floor and uh rages impotently there shouting about uh useless i shall have to find another so they still don't shut up when they don't have a host (laughs) and uh dark creeping tendrils of shadow uh reach out from this this cosmic blade and uh 
grasp at Bricky and say, you, you shall do as an interim host. Excuse me? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Minnesota, how do we stop that bleep? I mean, I've got my own problems right now, but it seems like there's a lot of problems going around. <laughs> Everyone's got bag? problems. <laughs> What's a plastic bag? What's plastic? <laughs> <laughs> you need a gray bag that has the letters W-A-L-M-A-R-T on it. <laughs> what? Walmart? <laughs> the only thing strong enough <laughs> to hold it. What is going on? All right, Skip, it is your turn. Okay. Uh, The the chief holds his belled staff overhand, eyes gleaming with delight, and prepares to seal your fate. What do you do? Oh, I'm I'm still gonna shoot him. Okay. I I'm convinced that this thing will just stop if if I can kill him. Uh huh. Uh, that's a fourteen. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. Please do actual damage. Big numbers, big whammies. Uh, four? Yeah. So as, as a third arrow joins the other two, it's enough to finally knock him back, staggering several steps. And he uh, he falls to the ground, and the belled staff clatters away from his grip. Um, and he uh, collapses and scrabbles at the stones under him as blood begins to pool and seep through the seams. Okay. What does the good half do? Gabada, upon uh, receiving a new bell command, which jangles and jingles and clatters against the floor, uh, leaps up directly over you in a sudden display of agility and uh, lands heavily next to the bells and circles around them a couple times and then sits down in front of them in a guarding posture. Okay. The chieftain, stricken by the arrows, uh, weakly grasps and tugs at a tuft of fur that it can reach, but Gabara pays them no heed. Uh, and then it is Michigan. We've got like one guy left up, right? Yeah, so Bricky appears to have been ensorcelled by Misery and uh, will likely what become the next of, bearer of the blade. What kind of uh, disadvantage would I take to just cut off his arm to make an attack for an, like a body Oh, part. like a specific... Um, yeah. I would say maybe make that like a minus two for trying to target okay. something so specific. Alright, then I will make a unsheathing motion with Minnesota to try <laughs> to cut his arm off. Okay. Uh, that is a total of 20. Yeah, that'll hit. Yeah, so I was like aiming right for like just yeah. above the elbow. Go ahead and roll damage. Damage, descent. Total of, I had dex to that, so yes. seven. Oof. You, um, it's, there's a moment where our brick-wielding stringer is utterly entranced by this blade and its shimmering perfection, and it begins to reach out with one of its small, taloned hands as the blade twitches and rattles and skitters across the floor, and then... Minnesota, bright as the dawn, cleaves directly through the limb, and it goes tumbling into the force field where it vaporizes into ashes, and Misery clatters back to the floor and goes, No! <laughs> Curse you, Minnesota! <laughs> <laughs> Curse you, Minnesota! 
You have no end of vexing qualities to you. You think you can resist me and the Dark Legions? We shall have our great eclipse. You shall see, Minnesota. You shall see. And then um, <laughs> the blade shivers and rattles briefly and then explodes into a swarm of black-winged butterflies that uh, scatter up towards the ceiling and then swirl their way out the door. What is happening? <laughs> um, I feel like I, I've been like dropped into the 50th episode of a 200 episode anime. <laughs> and I've been playing this campaign the whole time. Yep. This is just setting up the One Piece, guys. It's fine. <laughs> um, the, uh, the stringer formerly known as Bricky who no longer has a brick or an arm, uh, fails their morale check in the at the sight of their champion dead and their chief dead, and Gavada is apparently useless, and they're surrounded by swords, and they just collapse into a heap, numb and unresponsive. A moment later, the stalwart and leathered flesh of number one, the zombie, comes staggering back uh, into view with no less than five daggers embedded in their person and then topples down the stairs and collapses at the base, unmoving. And stringers pour in with more knives at the ready, uh, cawing and shrieking for blood. And uh, that is where we'll, we'll leave our heroes for now. Thank you for joining us. I have been Waffle, your GM for the Shattered Cosmos, joined by... Daniel, playing Alvaster, the unnamed necromancer. Hey, all, playing the Wanderer of the Land of Lakes, Michiga. I'm Zach, and I play Skip Wickham's. Matt, and I play Neric Shakespeare. Where can they find us these days? Um, find us at the Alchemist underscore club on Twitter and at the Alchemist club on TikTok. And want to get in touch with us, uh, email us at the Alchemist club 88 at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. And until next time.